All right. So I was thinking for this, since like everyone in the comments after Bravo did his interview with you. Yeah. They were like, oh, Bravo didn't ask him this. Bravo didn't ask him that. I was thinking afterwards we could do a Q&A, but obviously not live. But if people actually have good questions in the comment section, we could do this again and answer the rest of the questions that they have. You know what I mean? Yeah. You probably already have a lot of, um, I mean, the, what I see a lot of is people saying Tony's inconsistent about this and that. And so it's a yeah. lie instead of just asking me the question and I can explain like how they're connected because they're taking something I said from one time and another out of context. Well, and they're so, also yeah, talking feel- about a video that's not even there anymore that they can't even go back on. So it's, it's pretty much hearsay at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably an, or like I could have, I could have written a book about it from the beginning and, and you know, it would have flowed in a perfect order and yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think that's what we should start with is, uh, the full timeline of the events, like, you know, as far as you can remember, date, time, you know, start from the last time you saw Leo and then go from there. That way no one has any confusion because that's the big confusion right now is people are like, oh, no, he said he he said he didn't see him for days. And you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, maybe it's better to do. Maybe it's like. <clears throat> I think it's better to come at come at it from the just like the worst attacks. Like every attack about the timeline. Cause the problem is every if every time I go through the timeline, they they pick apart something and go like a different direction rather than if I just deal with all the there's a hundred different attacks, like, well, this is an inconsistency. That's an inconsistency. Like yeah. uh, I mean, just just uh, like I'm thinking about an example. Um you know, like if if I heard screaming, why didn't I, why didn't I go in or, or oh the, like someone did a video about the air conditioning. Like I said, oh the air conditioning <laughs> makes it harder to smell. Well, I can talk about the science of how smell works. You know, like I can yeah. clear all these things up. A lot of people just don't know the physics of things, and the, they also don't understand how the aircon actually works in those countries. Like each room has their yeah. own individual aircon. They don't have central air. Yeah. If they had central air, of course, like you would smell it throughout the whole house, but you have a mini split air conditioning for each room. Yeah. Yeah. So why, yeah, how, how would that process. be even possible to smell? So, so yeah. So come at me, you know, like really hit me with what your audience is yeah. most skeptical about like yeah square square yeah i i don't i don't take offense to anything uh at a certain i I would say at a certain point because we could talk about this for years and there's going to be 10 percent of the audience that just wants to hate on anything anybody says or does and they they don't want to solve any problems they don't want to be productive if they weren't hating on people on a video they'd be hating on their family or their dog or (laughs) <laughs> got you know something else in their life so 
So you can't so solve everybody, but I'd say at this point, there's still enough people that are curious that have questions that can be answered. Right. And then, and then at a certain point we have to stop caring what people think. Cause we can't satisfy, you, you know, can't please everybody. Cynics. We got to move on. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, but okay. Well, I, I kind of need a timeline. And the reason why is because I'm working with this translator and she's working with uh, a news agency and she's trying to get them the information for John Bravo's YouTube channel and my YouTube channel, basically to put all the information out there for Thailand and for Los Angeles Thai like news, basically. So that she asked me to get a timeline for you from you basically. So if, if we could just do that real quick, that'd be much appreciated. Okay. So let's start with that. Like when was the last time you saw Leo? It, it was the morning of the day that we suspect he passed away and it was, uh, uh I don't know, like somewhere January. within an hour of 11 AM. Okay. 11 AM. Was that like January 26th? Mm, I I hear people keep saying things like January 29th and 30th. So I think it was, I think it was later than that. It was, uh, I think we went to the shooting reins on a Saturday. Uh -huh. So I think it was a Saturday. Let me go. I think it was Saturday. Hold on. Let me look it up. Yeah. Well, January well, twenty January twenty eighth is uh Saturday. Okay, so it might have been Saturday. I don't know, Connor. Do you remember if the shooting range was Saturday? Okay, if you don't know, if you don't know off the top of your head, I don't, I didn't think you would for, but if you did, that would be helpful. All right, so I think it was a Saturday morning, something okay. like that. If not, and then what do you do? What do you just tell them, like? Your overall plan might have been Friday. It might have been a Friday. Yeah, it was a weekend, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking Thailand time too. I'm not talking my time. Yeah, obviously. Um, so you would you would you just tell him like your plans for the day and ask him if he wanted to go or how'd that go? Oh, in the morning. Yeah, at eleven. Oh, yeah. Something like I said, we were going to the shooting range or something. I don't remember exactly what I said to him. I, the only thing I remember for sure was him asking for money. Right. And then he just like, he didn't want to go to the shooting range. He's not that type of person. Mm, yeah, no, he, no, he, he, it was hard to get him to do anything to like leave the house or do anything. I, I definitely an introvert. Yeah, yeah. He would just get annoyed so easily at so many things. Like he didn't want to subject himself to a, an environment that would annoy him, you know, uh, and 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 distract him. Like like he would always think, okay, how does the shooting range have to do with getting me closer to my goal of being a YouTube star? You know, like how does that help? Um, on the other hand, I, I I was trying to get him to have more fun and do more fun stuff, and sometimes sometimes I. I did. I think sometimes he mentally, if he feels like he felt like he accomplished enough, 
uh, he felt like maybe he could take a break then have some fun. Yeah. I don't know. Usually, usually I tried to get him to do something fun and have him take a break. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I don't know what was, you know, I think because they were going to the shooting range with, with like, uh, AJ and Cody and Connor, I think it was also maybe overwhelming to him to be around so many people that he didn't, uh, that could annoy him, you know, like yeah. if it was just me and him, I, I probably could have gotten him to go. Okay. So that morning was the last time you saw him. And then did you hear, you said you heard noises. Was that before you left for the shooting range or was that afterwards? Before. Okay. What time would you think that was? Like noon, one? Yeah, right around in that area. That's that's right bef- before leaving to the shooting range. Mm-hmm. Maybe we went to the something like 1.30 p.m. stands out in my mind. Like we went to the shooting range around 1.30 p.m. or something. Mm-hmm. And then you said like you diagnosed the noises to be in like like dresser drawers or or what was that? At the time that I did the video explaining everything to the audience, you know, I recorded like four hours of video. Right. At that time, I thought uh that was you know that's after the police came and took the body and and did their forensics and everything and i didn't but i didn't have yet access to the room to be able to uh like experiment with the toilet and see what what the noises were right like uh so because i heard these uh, these noises aren't i didn't hear them before in the house like this So I didn't know exactly what it was coming from. I saw when I saw the toilet, when I, when I opened the door and saw Leo on the floor and I saw the toilet instantly, I thought, Oh, that's what the noise was. It was the toilet moving around. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I just assumed that that, because what else could it have been? Okay. I, I didn't look in his room you know, until that time. So I thought maybe he was rearranging the furniture or something. Like I thought he moved the bed to the other side of the room because he wanted to get a, he wanted to get like a couch that he could sit on with girls instead Mm -hmm. of the bed, because it was, it was kind of awkward. He'd bring girls to his room and he'd sit on the bed with them. And he wanted to have a couch that he could try to transition, like bring them to the couch and then transition to the bed. So he was, always trying to figure out like where to put the couch and what size couch and all this it was like ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. We never ended up getting a couch. We never ended up deciding on a couch that was satisfactory to him. But I thought that the, that the noises before I saw the toilet was him maybe moving things around for the, for the couch. Um, there, there also, it, there also was a very small part of me that thought, that he was moving his, that he was packing his stuff up to move out. Like, I didn't think that was a likely thing, but I thought it was a possibility. And I, again, I didn't want to, I didn't want to invade his privacy and ask what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the thing with the girl the night before, 
I thought maybe because of what happened and it was so extreme, maybe he was thinking it's like he should move out as a result of that. Yeah. So there, but this was like a small, I'm just telling you all the things that were on my mind that I can remember at the time, but this, this wasn't a big thought. This was a small thought. I thought yeah. mostly it was like just moving furniture around to, for the couch. Okay. So then I saw the toilet and I thought, <clears throat> Oh, the toilet was moved. So that's what the noise was. So right. when I did the video, I said, Oh, that's what the noise was. It was the toilet, but I didn't know for sure. I said right. it was possibly that. Um, but then later, I when I got access to the room, I had someone move the toilet and I went downstairs and in different places of the house to listen to the noise. And the toilet moving noise is more like a grinding, like stone against stone noise. Right. That and makes that sense. That wasn't the noise that I heard. Yeah, it's porcelain so against you're talking yeah stone like tile yeah so yeah. the noise that i heard then then i had someone like make all the other noises they could in the room so i could hear what it was and uh the noise was more like the dresser opening and the drawers shutting but yeah, like he's looking he for always, something. He, yeah, yeah but he always opens the drawers and the dresser right. so i don't know I don't know why the noise was like so much louder and so much more this time than previous times uh other than like his 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 mental state at the time was like very manic so I thought uh so now I think maybe it's just he was in a manic episode and he was like slamming drawers and slamming not slamming but like being much more aggressive with the drawers and the cabinets and things like that. And, and, and yeah, I think he was looking. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, I think he was looking for something. You think and, he was like withdrawing from something to be in a manic um, state like that? I think he was probably on stimulants and he probably took too much and it lasted too long and he didn't sleep all night. And so he was like looking for some like, diazepam or something well he that would make sense except for that on his desk right in front of his computer he had a whole bunch of prescription medications right including uh benzos and right. sleeping pills so and everything like else. a diazepam glenazepam. yeah so it's it's not like he was hiding like any of these things that he was taking he he had them like right in right where he could use them when he needed them so i don't yeah. think he was looking that and all they did find in the drawer they found like d-ball in the drawers and some like, oh he had a lot of steroids yeah all, all kinds of steroids yeah yeah hmm okay so you went to the shooting range you came home what did you do after that um i didn't i don't know if i even came home or, You're gone pretty much all day. Yeah, I I right after that I think I had a date, mm -hmm. and Connor and I had like Connor and I had a double date, mm -hmm. and we just like the party just kept going. It was like shooting range, double date, partying out on the you know in the walking street, and I don't know that that weekend was a lot of partying and a lot right. of being out, and we were I we were trying to that. 
Yeah, it was it was because we were like trying to vlog a lot because Connor and I had just linked up and um we like we had that good energy and we were videotaping everything and making videos and we just kept rolling with it, you know. So yeah. uh I just didn't have any reason to go home. Yeah. When I was in Korea, we would leave and we would be gone all day and night. I mean, we wouldn't get home till six in the morning. You know what I mean? There's clubs over there. They don't close till the sun comes up. So I can understand that mentality, especially when you're going out far. Like, you know, we would take trains to Seoul and take trains to wherever we saw lights. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we'd get on the train and, be, and just get off at a city just, just because we saw lights. Yeah. And we would try new cities every weekend. And I mean, we would be gone all day and night. So I understand that mentality. Um, so when you got home that night and you were like, like, what was your thinking? Like, were you like, I don't hear him upstairs. I want to go check on him. Or did you check on him that night? No, no, I didn't. I didn't check on him. I, you know, I, I didn't message him either because I was usually more reactive. Like, like he would message me and he would come to me. I would never go to him because I didn't want to catch him in a, you know, in a mood that he didn't want to talk to people or be around people. So I was always on his schedule. So if he messaged me, like he wanted to do something, okay, I would be there. If he messaged me asking a question, okay, I'd respond. If he started a conversation, I'd continue the conversation, but I didn't initiate stuff with him because I, you know, I don't know what mood he's in. So I wait, I wait until he's in the mood to talk, you know? Yeah, I could tell by those videos I got that sometimes you had to kind of walk on eggshells around him because you just didn't know how he was going to react to certain situations. Or, and you 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 handle situations very well with him, very well. And um, and I, yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. Um. So. You didn't, you didn't. So the night you found him was then the 29th. Was it like a Sunday night? Monday, I think. I think, I think it was, it was like Friday. I think he'd been dead for like, I think it was three days. Yeah. I remember them saying that. And I think that's why everyone got confused because they think that like right after the shooting range, you found him, but no, it was days after. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't know if something happened on the the day you left for the shooting range or the day after or you know what i'm saying like you're you're talking you're talking like 50 to 72 hours in between yeah i mean we know based on like his when he was online and messaging and stuff right like the last time he was online was that saturday uh late morning so you found uh, you found a monday night roughly so that would have been let me go back to my let me do my calendar let's see the shooting range might have been friday i mean let me see i can i can i think i can look it up so the 30th would have been monday night the 27th would have been friday so 27th 28th 29th 30th and, well, I think an important component of this is exactly what day the shooting range was like. 
I think I I can look it up here because i can look at his last text to look at the shooting range Um... oh i I can i can look when his last message to me was here there you go His last message to me was his last message was Friday the 27th at 2.40 a.m. So his last message to Francisca was the 27th at 5.21 p.m was his last message to Francisca. On 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 what was it Friday or Saturday? That would have been Friday. Yeah. That would have been or or was it Thursday? Hold on. Let me go back to my calendar. That would have been Friday. That would have been Friday at 5:21 p.m. He asked Francisca, okay. "Are you there?" Cuz he okay. was like Friday. So then Saturday is the day that he Oh, so he was only, he'd only passed away. I mean, if he passed away on Saturday, then his body was only there for two days. Saturday. Oh, you know what? I was, I'm wrong, actually. The last time he texted Francisca was on the 24th, actually. Uh, Because he was like, on the 23rd, he was like, give me a call ASAP. It's urgent. I need your help. Call now. Then on the 24th, he says, I'm trying to buy you a flight. Call me back. Like to fly her to Thailand. Yeah. And they were kind of argue- they weren't getting along at the time. So she didn't really text him back. And the reason why they weren't getting along was because he was sending her pictures of the girls he was hanging out with. <laughs> yeah. He, so he, he wasn't did. like she wasn't like, of course, she's not going to like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was his style. Well, I mean, it's think? just, I think it's basically like, this is who I'm hanging out with and cause you're acting the way you're acting and you know, basically act right. I mean, I, I don't know why else he would do it. I would never do that. And I think that's too toxic and just going to cause problems down the road, you know? Yeah. Cause the girl is never going to forget that. They're never going to let that go. Well, he thought that, if you make girls jealous and you make them realize that you're high value and wanted by other girls and that they're missing the opportunity, then they'll value you more. Mm-hmm. It's a very different approach. Like I, yeah. I try to, I try not to make girls jealous, but I also want them to see me with other girls so that they don't get their expectations too high. But he was like specifically trying to make the girls that he's with jealous as a, as a strategy to make them feel something emotionally that he felt gave them more control, gave him more control. So it was, it's a calculated strategy. It wasn't just like an emotional thing. Okay. January, I see January 27th was the shooting range day. So it was a Friday. Yes. Yeah. Friday. Okay. So Friday was shooting day. Friday morning's the last time I saw Leo. Yeah, it's hard because 
you're filming something, but you're not releasing it till days later. So it's kind of screwing with people's heads. You know what I mean? Cause it, mm. and, and then also you're in Thailand and most of the people watching your videos are in America. So it's hard for them to understand the time difference when you're actually going to actually get your editors to edit the video and get it back to you so you can upload it. Yeah. It's, it's confusing. It's very confusing, but that's, yeah, the best, I remember but, a lot of comments about that, that, that people said like, Oh, how could he go to the shooting range right after Leo passed away? And they don't realize it was filmed dirt, you know, before. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of comments about those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to have like a timeline so we could, Get that out of the way so people understand. Um, but we could start with the actual question. So, all right. Okay, so when I watched the video that you just did with Bravo, obviously, and you mentioned the uh, the girl from Laos. Uh, yeah. And that was the girl. It was your girlfriend, but he was like, how do I get a girl that looks just like you? And she called another girl to be, to come there. Right. Right. Okay. So did you regret the choice of getting him that girl for that night? I think that that girl was fantastic and thank goodness it was her because if he did that to another girl that we, that wasn't a girl that we had, uh, like uh that she wasn't friends with, with one of my yeah. girls or yeah. yeah that then it could have been a real big problem so i think that girl was good i mean un unless she unless she is the reason why he passed away and she called someone to you know to do something to him mm -hmm. but which is a high possibility in my eyes it, it, it's in my it's eyes the, it's the number one immediate motive that anybody would have had, but exactly, I yeah. still don't know how anybody would have gotten in out of the bathroom if in that case. So yeah, like it doesn't explain, like I play every theory or every possible scenario through my head and see mm. what facts match up. And, and that matches some of the facts, you know, the timing, um, the motive uh, are there, but like, it doesn't explain like the actual murder scene. Gotcha. And um, I say she, murder scene because other people say murder scene. I don't think it's a murder scene, by the way. But. Yeah, we're all subjected to our own opinions. You know, Bravo has his opinion. I have my opinion. You have your opinion. I mean, you're the one that's there. You're the one that sees it with your own eyes. I mean, your opinion in all sense means the most, to be honest with you, because you're the one that was actually there. Um. Mm -hmm. So she was crying and she was she was holding her neck because he grabbed her neck. Is that true? Right. right. Okay. Did you like when you saw that girl in distress, did you did you have any like remorse inside you? Like did you want to go up there and beat the shit out of Leo after that? Uh Nope. Nope. That wasn't my reaction at yeah. all. My, my reaction was, um, how do I protect Leo? Yeah, no, I understand that. I understand that yeah. in a military, like I was in the military for eight years and what you did 
protecting him would be the same exact thing I I would do. But after I handled the situation, calmed down the situation, I think I would have went up there and beat him like a <laughs> like a like the little girl that he is. You know what I mean? Like I I I just I that's kind of what brothers do. You know what I mean? You do something stupid, get your ass beat. You know what I mean? Like, like your little brother growing up, you guys are four years apart. My brother growing up four years apart, my brother beat the shit out of me my whole life. Up until I was 18 years old, we were like very competitive, even though we are four years apart, we are very competitive. So like, I don't know. You don't seem that confrontational though. Like you seem very mellow dramatic like you handle yourself pretty well yeah so i'm not i'm not confrontational i've never been in a fight i have a black belt in taekwondo but i mean i've had people come at me and i just basically say let's not fight right like i i don't know i i think i think when people want to try to fight me they see very quickly like i'm just not interested in it and they just don't it doesn't escalate it it it, i just neutralize it with words quickly right so yeah so i mean i'm saying i've never been in a fight but it's possible like i okay i there there's something like in high school that happened but but it's like someone attacked me and i just defended myself using like cliche taekwondo moves yeah that, that that work but right like self-defense not not like to make a fight like put them in a uh, chokehold and hold them there till someone gets there these type know. of things yeah yeah dismantle yeah, him so until someone that. gets there and arrives and make him look stupid right yeah so yeah i'm not confrontational and specifically i don't want to end up in a physical confrontation with leo because i mean leo would always brag about what an amazing fighter he is and yeah yeah I I don't know whether he's a good fighter or not, but I know that like when you fight someone who feels like they're a good fighter and who are quite strong and who have rage in them, like no rage would be there. Yeah, the rage would be there. Nobody's going to come out a winner. You right. know, so I mean, yeah. I've had girl, I've had girls fight with me and I've had to restrain them. And I noticed that when their adrenaline is high and they're feeling rage, they feel no pain. And mm-hmm. like, it's, it's difficult to restrain them because you'd think like putting them in an arm bar or something, they'd tap out, but they, but they don't, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've, I've experienced plenty of rage and how dangerous that is. And I can't even imagine fighting Leo with the amount of rage that he has. Well, those so Filipino I'm not... girls, bro, they got those big calves, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they got the big yeah. legs, bro. And they like, got a lot of rage. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, they got the big so legs yeah, I'm not, that will just I'm not kick a, you out of bed. I, I'm very careful in how I'm gonna approach Leo mm-hmm. because also also the biggest He's not warning a small I, guy. Yeah, and the biggest warning I had from everybody was was okay. Like all my other friends are like, okay, we you can um you know hang out with Leo, but be warned with all these other people he ended up in fights with imagine with if you're in person with him and he goes crazy like this like this could be a very dangerous situation Mm -hmm. so from day one i told myself no matter whatever happens with leo i'm never fighting with him i'm just gonna let him win everything i'll i'll let him yell at me i'll let and that's what i did i just i saw that i saw that in the videos yeah yeah and i just 
I just take it because yeah. I, I made that conscious decision that I'm never going to fight back in any way against Leo. And that's the nature. You were of there to help him not yeah. add to his like fire, not add to his, you know, yeah, not add to his rage. Basically. I understand what you're saying. I mean, going into the relationship, knowing his style, what kind of friend would I be taking that responsibility and, you know, not, accepting the consequences of it you know mm -hmm. so i i i i did never argued with him at all in any way i i would i would wait till he's done you know ranting and then i would just calmly say a couple facts and then i realized you just when he's in that mood you just can't you just have to later when he calms down and he's in a good mood you kind of remember some of the points and then you know bring him up then yeah, he's not. He's so, not going to. So be I use the same approach with the girl situation because I figured, okay, I can't when he's in this manic mood, I can't confront him about this. But we are going to have to have a serious conversation in the near future about this because if this happens, we got very lucky that time. Well, maybe not if if that was the cause of death, but we got very lucky that that girl. Didn't call the cops. At the time, I thought we got very lucky that the girl didn't like bring another guy over to attack him or go to the police or or just who knows what kind of drama a yeah. girl who's well, she could have called the cops. The cops would have came there. They would arrest Leo, and then Thai prison is not the best place oh, to be. The biggest problem is that Leo's visa was expired. They would have taken oh. him to long expired. He, he they would have taken him to jail mm -hmm. if that girl called the police. Leo would be in prison. Right. For an overstay. And because he was way overstayed because um he his passport expired and he was trying to renew his passport, but he was afraid that in that process that they were gonna um that he, he was he was wanted to be in the Dubai military and he was trying to avoid going in the military, but it's a mandatory thing. So he was dodging the military and he was afraid that they were going to come like take him or uh, abduct him or something like this. So we were just like really careful. This is also one of the reasons why it was, a, I didn't want to push him to come out too much because if he did something or caused a scene somewhere, cause he gets, you know, he can get pretty angry. Mm. Um, if he caused a scene somewhere or anything that caused the police to come and then, uh, or even a traffic stop or something, then they then they could have arrested him for for the visa overstay. Gotcha. How old, uh, he was my, he was my age, right? He was thirty four, something like that. Thirty somewhere between thirty four or thirty six. And I can't right. believe the Dubai military would take him at that age. Well, That's... he was supposed to go a long, long time ago, and he dodged it as long as he could. Um, but more recently he was getting phone calls like telling him he has to come. And so he was, so was he yeah. born in Dubai or was he born in America? I don't know. Yeah. He went back and forth, but I don't know which one. Yeah. Yeah. Born. I know that. He had, he had an American passport. So probably born in America because of the passport, the blue passport. Yeah. That's, uh, that's crazy. Um, did they well, ever go ahead? Sorry. Well, well, I mean, it's not that really, really relevant, but I think, I think he was like, when he was younger, was raised born by his mom. And then his dad 
um, grabbed him back when he was older for Dubai, but then maybe went back to. Yeah, I heard um, that story. Yeah, you, you could probably put a timeline of this together by talking to other people. I didn't, you know, I the, these weren't relevant to me in, in my conversations with him ever. I didn't care where, yeah. you know, where those type of things. Yeah, her, his mom called me yesterday right at noon and I was like half asleep, so I just didn't answer it. But mm -hmm. I messaged her and I was saying, hey, can I call you back in an hour? And she doesn't, she won't message me. Like if you don't answer her phone call, she's that's it. Mm. So I've oh, talked to her older. She she yeah she is she is, obviously and uh and I've only talked to her once so, so far. But um, but I don't want to get into that. Um. So did the did the cops ever talk to that that girl? Yeah, the the girl the Laos girl. Yep. And do you, have you seen her since? Mm. Let me think about it. I mean, I saw her during the interrogation. Um, Me and the Laos and my girlfriend and mm. the Leo's girl were all there for an interrogation mm. at the police station. And... Did I see her after that? Yeah. I might have. Let me think. Do you think I she's still around out? Pattaya? I think I, I think I saw her out after that. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure she is. I might. Oh man. I might have a picture. I, I, I see. I did. I saw her out sometime because that was the first time I met her. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. So I think after that, because that was the first time, but I've seen her twice. So I think I saw her out with my girl again after that. Okay. I mean, yeah, because if, I mean, it's a long shot, but if we could get her on here, that'd be, that'd be brilliant. Well, I tried. I she probably I don't want anything to do with it. Her. Yeah. Yeah. I tried getting a hold of her because I had a, I, I, I was trying to uh, myself trying to figure out what happened. So mm -hmm. I was playing out all the possibilities and, and, and sounds crazy, but rabies was one that I thought might be possible. Like why he was acting so aggressive, like even more aggressive than normal. And because I was trying to figure out the water, Oh, maybe because a friend told me, no, that's what it is. Okay. I have, a, I had a friend that lived in Pattaya and and he said that like the dogs, some of the dogs have rabies. It's not uh, super the common. The monkeys do. The monkeys have eighty percent. Eighty percent of monkeys have rabies. Mm. And there's there's a pack of wild dogs that sits near the neighborhood entrance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like guard dogs. There's like eight wild dogs. The rest. And dogs. the reason <laughs> the, the reason they're there is because someone put food out every day for them. Right. Which I, I I don't like this because like I'm afraid anybody that walks by is kind of dangerous because these dogs are all fine until you spook them. And then if one of them gets uh, upset, then they all get upset like a pack of wolves. And yeah. I've had one, I've had one chase me a little bit and, and try to bite at my calves. And it was, it's pretty scary because if that one dog bites you and then you fight that dog the all all the other of the eight dogs are going to come at you as well so anyways i i'm always nervous about the wild dogs 
You know how many yeah. shots you need for rabies? It's mm. a fuck ton. You mean and if you get rabies and then it, you need to cure if it? If you even even shots. if you even think you have rabies. Oh. It's like it's like five shots. The first day they have to give you like five shots. And like so if you got bit in the cab, they'd give you shots directly into the cab, like three of them. And then every other day you have to go back for more and more and more and more. And so like the way rabies works is in humans is the incubation period is, is typically two to three months. So two to three mm -hmm. months, you don't really see many symptoms, but people, everybody's different. Like some people have seen symptoms within a week, but it's usually two to three months. So, so, so I, I looked these things up when my friend told me it might be rabies. My friend that lived in Pattaya before said it might be rabies because of the he's water. Afraid of water. He's afraid of water. Like, even if you try to drink water, when you have rabies, you can't even take it in because you're afraid of it. I've watched videos on that. Yeah. I've seen. Yeah. That. So I looked that up too, but then the reason I thought it, so then I thought it was rabies. I thought, oh my gosh, what if it's rabies? Because he had a little cut on his shin. Mm -hmm. It looked like it looked like Leo bumped his leg on the side of the bed. I it's saw that. Small. Yeah. It's uh, or like he was shaving and cut his shin. It was it's very small, but that's not yeah. a shaving. That's not a shaving cut. That was pretty. Could be a lot of things. that was pretty gnarly, man. Uh, it if, could be a dog. A, could be a dog. Yeah, I haven't looked at it in so long. At the time, it, it seemed pretty small to me. Like okay, I thought okay, a dog tooth, you know, from a bite or the side of the bed nicking it or something like this. Yeah, huh. I mean, or if he was if he was standing on the toilet and like slipped or something, then maybe. But but he didn't really have any big. There wasn't any big bruises or anything like this. So he had a huge bruise on his on his thigh, but that could have been from over time of just sitting there and his yeah. organs failing. Like someone was like telling me, well, you know like those Thai Thai people, they know Muay Thai and they like to kick you in the thigh or kick you in the leg. And he had a huge bruise on his thigh. And I was like, yeah, that's very possible. But then also when your body's decomposing over days, you start to bruise up really bad. That, that bruise was very faint and it was very broad. It covered like most of his leg and there was yeah. no central, in the there picture, was no though, central impact point to it. In the picture, though, it looked bad, and it might be because yeah. the filter they used or how they took the picture, yeah. like like you stated before, it was like the the media got there first, but they didn't really want to start filming until they brought Leo out into the middle of the floor. Right. And yeah, so, the the leg didn't look bad when when I saw him. It was very faint. Like like at first glimpse, I didn't really. Like the, it didn't strike me as a bruise and, and the oh. way the, like the way that it kind of trickled out over a broad area was like blood was just leaking under the skin. Not like there was any kind of impact. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So did Leo, did Leo personally make up with that girl that night? No. So he didn't come down and was like, Hey, I'm sorry. He just stayed away. He stayed away. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that would have been that would have been smart to do if he if he, man if he would have done that, you know. 
if he would have said like, I'm sorry and all this stuff and everything that would have been better, but yes, his, his position about it was when actually I didn't ask him about it. He, um, because I was going to wait and talk to him about it until we could like really sit down and, and right. go through it and figure out what the underlying problem here is to prevent this from happening again. Um, but he volunteered. He's like, he's like, so did you, did you hear the woman, the, the, the girl screaming? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, she was crazy. I don't know why she's screaming. She wouldn't stop cre- screaming. I was, I just kept, I try to keep shutting her up, but she just wouldn't stop. Like, I don't know what's wrong with that girl, you know, like, but he's saying it in a way like he's trying to convince me that she's the crazy one. But man, I mean, the way that she came into the room, this is not, she was not like crazy aggressive. She was like crying traumatized. This was not a, this was, uh, this was, uh, yeah, this was him. Like um, for sure. He was trying to make me not think what happened happened. Mm -hmm. And I just said, Oh yeah, that's weird because he, he didn't know that, me and my girl are the ones that calmed her down. He didn't know that we prevented her from doing something bad. He didn't know, like he just like, she just ran out of his room and ran to my room banging on the door. And he just stayed in his room. He never came out, you know, while she was still there. Right. So yeah, we, so my girlfriend and I handled it. And then later he doesn't like, like he doesn't even know that she told us that that this happened wow you know that i did i never actually thought about that and this is interesting talking through this like i'm i'm remembering things that i right i just didn't think about sparking your memory yeah because you're reliving them which i yeah. what sucks and i don't want to make you relive it but you know it's obviously this is very important um what what was her height and weight if you'd have to guess <laughs> she's small so like a yeah, hundred pounds, malnourished, five foot, nothing. I mean, nice body looks yeah. good, like beautiful, beautiful, you know, curvy. Yeah, small Asian girl, um, hundred hundred pounds. Yeah, probably. Were they light, light skinned or dark skin? His his girl was a little bit light, darker skin than my girl. So like, yeah, I'd say you, like medium. You know how in the Philippines they all want to be light. Mm-hmm. It's not like that in Thailand. Oh, definitely. Oh, high okay. class girls, high class girls are always making themselves white, but the, the but like the soap? low <laughs> low class girls don't care as much. It's you it's remember a, the soap? What's uh, yeah, soap called? yeah, it's like an orange soap bar. It's called like papaya papaya soap. Is that it? Well, if you go to if you go to Seven Eleven and try to buy a skin product, you can't find one that doesn't have skin whitening in it. Like yeah. all the products have skin whitening. Which is I probably don't not good for whitening. you. Um, I don't. Some some are, some aren't. But uh, and pro- actually, most of the products don't even work. Probably no. It's yeah, just, yeah. They just want to buy something that they think is going to make their skin whitening, which they yeah. could just inject glutathione and be white instantly. But but they, you know, it's just. Well, I didn't even know glutathione did that. You know, I knew glutathione yeah, was great for the liver, and if you take detox. a huge dosage of it, it'll it'll you'll lose all your skin pigment and you'll be white. 
So that's wow. That's what the high society like the classy girls. They they use the glutathione. They which is good for their organs too. But is a high dosage bad for you? No, there's no side effects of a high dosage that I know of. Oh, okay. That's good to know. It's real good to know. Yeah. A lot of my family's Filipino, so I'll pass that information. (laughs) Yeah. But I like dark skin girls. Like yeah, I like yeah. We're from we're from America. Look at this is this is my see this is my girl that dark just, skin. She's only going to show her arm. Her, you know what? She's not that dark though. You can she's say not hi. That dark. You want to say hi? Get, she's got acne cream on her face, but oh, she's okay. not. Okay, sure. it's okay. There, there you go. Hello, yeah. how are you? <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and they use those like pimple patches, and that's funny. Yeah. How old is she? Uh, 24. 24. Gotcha. So she's got the acne going. That's funny. Um, I don't know why. I, I haven't diagnosed her why she has acne so bad all the time. It could be a hormonal thing or yeah, imbalance. Allergy. We'll figure. Yeah, I'll start working run her blood on her work. more. Yeah, run her blood work and see what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did the STD tests and all that, but I should do more comprehensive testing on her. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually some type of imbalance in the hormones, you know estrogen or um or testosterone i mean she, she she doesn't she don't look like she's got pcos or anything like that so no high testosterone but i think it's when i think i think maybe it's maybe it's just revolves around when she has her period and then like the problem is then the acne lasts for 10 days so like 10 out of 30 days she has acne right i, I watched her video on um the birth control and how it was it was close to a derivative of you know, Decadurabol. And I was like, I was like, wow. I, I mean, I knew it was obviously I knew it was a hormone, you know, anytime my girl and me got in an argument about me taking steroids, I'd be like, will you take birth control? <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, she's like, that's not the same thing. And I'm like, it's still a hormone to shut you down. You know? Yeah. Do you, so, how about your, how about your girl now give you any trouble about supplements or cool with everything no she's super cool like oh that's good yeah yeah i mean she would inject I, I make me sure I to tell her. i make sure to tell girls like really quickly that i'm on steroids so that they never no yeah i don't hide it either it yeah like she just did a um nad plus uh, infusion on me last night through the iv mm-hmm. and I, I like those a lot you know i'll run those throughout the night wake up mental clarity you know feel like my eyesight's better it helps with um helps with uh you know lengthening your telomeres for DNA aging. It does mm-hmm. so much for the body, DNA plus mm-hmm. or uh NAD plus, sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's like I was paying an IV guy five hundred bucks just to sit here with me because you they gotta sit here with you for five hours. And I don't oh, want yeah. I don't want someone to sit with me for five hours. So yeah. you know. You know, I just have my friend from the hospital. He brings me IV bags and then I just order NAD plus and I just do it myself now. You oh, know, awesome. So it's like 150 bucks instead of 500 bucks and chilling with how somebody. Often, how often? Uh, I like to do them once a month. Yeah. But, and then I'll like microdose it throughout the rest of the time, about 20, 20 micro or 20 milligrams every day and oh, okay. intermuscular, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's... it's good stuff. 
it's good stuff. Um, okay, let's move on. I don't want to talk about myself. Was was Leo? Was he wanting to leave Thailand, or did he show any reason to want to leave right after he had that it, issue with that girl? Was he like panicking to leave, or he? No, we didn't talk about like leaving. There wasn't. We didn't have enough conversations after that happened to get into things like him leaving. We we had been looking into optimal living arrangements for him for a while, uh, because he committed to living with me for nine months and I don't know why he picked nine months, but it was some like goal in his head of what he wanted to accomplish in a nine month period with me. But you guys so, were together for what? Four months. Sounds of maybe, maybe four, maybe five, something like yeah, it this. was a while. Five months, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we were at the halfway point. Something like this. I don't know, mm -hmm. maybe longer. But yeah, we're, let's say we're, if it was like the halfway point that we started looking at um, where he's going to live afterwards. Were you getting tired uh, of him? Uh, tired. Uh, I don't know if to ask a more specific getting tired. Were you like, uh, did you want him to find somewhere else to live? Did you? Hmm. Were you getting annoyed by him in any way? I I wanted to keep spending a lot of time with him, mm. but I would have preferred that he live separate. Because of uh, the issues. Because of his because because like I'm a really happy person and I wake up in the morning and I You're positive. I like to get in a positive mood and stay mm -hmm. in a positive mood. And if someone kind of wrecks my mood, it kind of wrecks it. It's hard for me to get out of it. I'm the same I, way. I, I keep it inside. I internalize myself. But like when someone like yells at me and stuff, it puts me on the defensive. And then like, I kind of feel defensive yeah. for the rest of the day. Yep. So like a lot of my days were started out with getting yelled at and uh, it was exhausting. On the other hand, there was so many benefits to it because the things that he's yelling at me about, about, about half of it are, is very valuable feedback and almost like coaching, mm -hmm. teaching me about how to approach women uh, better to, to fix the harem about like, he would tell me about how to, that I need to focus on my hair and my skin more. I need to dress differently. Like, <laughs> everything like he would tell me everything in my life that he but he never differently but he never he the way he dressed was kind of comical yeah yeah he it's like he same, wore the same he thing wore the same clothes every single day he wore yeah, black like black rocks, shorts black shorts black shirt and he'd wear the same clothes for five days in a row without washing it too yeah so um but it mattered but, what you did yeah you're because you're the he, focal point. He wanted to make me, he believed that I could be like one of the biggest stars on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And he was, I mean, he started YouTube partially because of my content. It was, he was watching me and Amin. And then he became friends with Amin. And then he was the video editor and 
you know, helping Amin with his channel. Gotcha. And so that's how he started out. So like I, like he was always grateful for my influence on him, getting him started, uh, getting him started on YouTube and Amin also. Uh, so he, he didn't like that. I got censored. He liked my original content. He thought that I should get back to that content I did before and continue growing like I was before. He thought that I strayed away from what could have gotten more mainstream. That if I, if I changed my style, my clothes, my hair, the way some of the things that I say that I shouldn't talk about some things, then I would have the potential to be like the biggest thing on YouTube. And he had learned so much about YouTube that he wanted to apply to me. So he was like coaching me on how to do all these things. But what he realized was my goal wasn't to be, wasn't to be like his, his goals for me were bigger than my goals. I mean, I did YouTube because I, I love it and it's an artistic expression and I feel like I can give value and be appreciated for it. For me, it wasn't about the ego of growing the big channel or making a lot of money. Um, right. So he didn't really, he didn't really understand that uh, as deeply until time went on a little bit more, and then he realized, uh, I uh, that, that like he's going to continue to be frustrated if he's going to hold me to his standards. So th this was always work as friends working together back and forth to figure out. Um, you know, where we can help each other and and where we should back off and let each other be who we are. And and the same thing with him too. Like I'm trying to figure out what he wants. We spend a lot of time talking about what we want. So I understand what he wants. He understands what I want. And we figure out how to help each other the most. Like this is the most, this is the most loving relationship I've ever had with a man before where I had a man, like a friend, because I've had, you know, you can have relationships like this with women but I've never had a man care so much about me to like set their entire self aside and make me their number one priority. But at the same time, it's kind of like a dad raising a child and the child, sometimes the child doesn't want to do what the dad wants to do. He wants, wants him to do, you know, sometimes the dad might get frustrated, like, Oh, you're not going to be as successful as I think you can be. You know, I see your potential. And so it was this, in, in some ways he was like uh, my best friend. And in some ways he was like my father. <laughs> that would, that's the best way to explain it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so your, your question was, w w did I get tired of living with him? Oh. The pro the problem is that Leo can't live alone. He can't do the most basic functions for survival. Like, like well, you helped him a lot food, in the beginning, right? Technology, everything, every day, all, yeah. all day. My, my life revolved around Leo. His life revolved around me. Yeah. Also. Um, so in order to set him up with a separate life, he needs full-time staff. So before me, he had his ex-wife or, or wife, ex-wife, yeah. Uh, and she taught um, him a lot about YouTube, right? Well, she probably did everything for him besides actually filming the video. Yeah. Because like Leo does Leo researches and makes videos and 
That's it. Not much else. Yeah. He doesn't know how to, he, he can barely even like even using the computer. He doesn't even know basic things on how to do on the computer. Like I would, like I would help him on the most basic stuff on the computer or like, or like if this pen, if this pen fell apart, he wouldn't know how to put it back together. Yeah. And know? that's what his friends said. And they're like, because people were trying to say that he was taking the toilet apart because he was hiding stuff under it. Well, Amin said that, which I thought that was a smart. I thought that was a smart uh, theory. It was one of the more smarter, intelligent theories out there. But all his friends said, Leo can't even put a ball pin point, <laughs> ball pin back together. Like they can't, he can't even, he couldn't even put Legos together. Like he wasn't that type of person. Right. He was very right. not mechanical. So it didn't make any sense for him to have tools. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. So, yeah. So, so I, I would have preferred him to live separate. However, I know he's not capable of living separate. He he just right. couldn't survive. He wouldn't be able to get anything done. And my goal, the reason why I even brought him to Thailand was for me to take care of him. Like it wasn't right. about me. It was like, as a friend, I knew. So yeah, I, t I told him a long time ago that someday you'll see who your real friends are. And at the, the thing that kept playing over in my head was I wanted to show him what a real friend was. And wow. I, I didn't realize that he was even more of a real friend than me. Like mm. he could put my interests above his more than I could even put his interests above mine. Gotcha. I've never experienced this. Like, again, I said before with a man. Yeah. So on the one hand, he's trying to have his life revolve around me for my benefit. On the other hand, like my whole purpose is I wanted to rehabilitate him, give him a strong foundation. And, and, and also I wanted to do some real good in the world. Like I felt that Leo's contribution to society could be huge, but that he made the fatal flaw of um, like hiding who he really was in that by doing that he left himself vulnerable to attacks on his authenticity in the future as well so i wanted him to, yeah i wanted and him to rebuild did. his it already did. new persona already did. based on like i did like i built my 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 character based on like brutal honesty and saying all the bad things about me and exposing myself so that no one could even ever expose me because i'm literally exposing myself that gotcha. was my strategy from day one. And, and the reason why I, the reason why I adopted that approach was as a lawyer, I, I realized like you can't ever hide everything forever. Number they're one, gonna, they're going to come it. out. Yeah. They're going to find mm -hmm. it. And the more famous you are, the more stuff's going to come out. And then also my father was, a was, a was a, a pathological liar, but he was a very, very good person but he had an issue with like lying and it got him in a lot of stressful situations with women. Like he had five girlfriends, but he's lying about it. And he's always getting caught up in this drama for lying about it. So why lie about it? So I'm like, I don't want to like, I'm going to start my relationships with such brutal honesty that no girl can ever blame me for cheating. No girl right. can ever blame me for so. And I did. And that, and that's been, for, for the most part, that's been a really good, like one of the best decisions I ever made. And I wouldn't know 
I wouldn't know how powerful it is to be brutally honest if I didn't have if I didn't see my dad as a pathological pathological liar and the heat that it brought him. So like I'm I'm grateful, even though that caused a lot of problems, I'm grateful for that and then being able to choose my my approach to things. Yeah. 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 Your uncle touched on that about how your dad could just sit there and just take it from these women just screaming <laughs> in his ear and he wouldn't react. And he said you were the same way. Yeah. And I know and that whole interview, I know it kind of bothered you, but in all honesty, that interview told us a story of who you are. It told us how you mourn after someone passes away. It tells us how you react to situations and how you aren't a reactive person and you don't have a temper. I, I think that interview did a lot for you, actually. And, and also, I wasn't going to have him on but he became this character on my YouTube where everyone was like, where's Brandon's comment today? Where's Brandon's comment today? And I was like, I blocked him. I was like, I blocked him. And people were like, I'm leaving your channel unless you unblock him. And I was wow. like, I'm like, fine. Okay. I'll unblock him if you enjoy him that much. But I just, I didn't believe him. I was like, this guy is nuts. Oh, you you thought he wasn't my uncle? You thought no, was yeah. I was like, trolling. I just thought he was some guy trolling. But then I I found his Facebook, and his Facebook was like 15 years old, and he had pictures of he had pictures of you, like one or two, and then he also he was friends with some of your friends. He was friends with your like baby mama, mm -hmm. and your daughter has a Facebook for some reason. And I was like, why does this four-year-old, five-year-old have a Facebook? Maybe it's another girl, another daughter, stepdaughter. I don't know. So I was like, he's got to be real. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, that's my real uncle. Yeah. You know, and honestly, I, I like your uncle. I, I think he, I like him, but I didn't have to live with him my whole life. So I, mm. you know him on a different level, but like I said, I think it, I think it did, a lot for just telling a, a basic story of who you were before and who you were growing up. But I, I, I understand, I understand. I could pick up on what was going on and why well, you felt the what, way you felt. What he says, what he says is going to be, you know, like 80% well, accurate or even 90% right. accurate, but it's important to understand that that extra 10% is that there's a 10% that's not accurate and mm. that 10% can change the total narrative of what, what he's saying. So um, I'd say anybody listening to it, uh, it does give some helpful background, mm -hmm. but be careful following the narrative that he's tried, that he may try to present because he may use facts that are true to create a narrative that's totally not true. The same way the news media does, you know, they, right. the news media will say all these facts and then it'll say, oh, it's this and make a conclusion or make one spin of the fact and then make it something completely different. Yeah. So it just, you know, when listening is important to just take that perspective in mind. Yeah. Gotcha. And you're, you're in the Philippines right now, just so everyone knows, right? Yeah. Cause everyone's like, he's not in the Philippines. You're a liar. How do you know? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, believe what you want to believe. I don't even care. But I know he's in the Philippines. So, and you know yeah. what? I honestly thought like 
I, I didn't think you were going to tell the story until you left Thailand because I thought you were scared. I thought you were scared for your life or scared for someone else's life. But that wasn't the case, right? You just. I have not been scared for my life. I've just been like, I don't know what the stalkers or the investigators intent is, you know, following yeah, what they're capable and, of. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's, that's my concern. Like, um, I mean, just like any famous person, when they have paparazzi following them all the time, they're going to try to get away from the paparazzi because how can you ever really have peace when people are taking pictures of you all the time? And so yeah. it's not like I'm trying to run or hide from anybody or anything. The police, for example, have my direct communication. They can message me anytime. They do message me anytime. I answer all their questions. I send them whatever pictures, whatever documents. I've sent them so much information. Uh, so I, I'm not like hiding from anybody i just yeah i'm and i'm not obsessed with i actually like i i, I kind of wish uh i wish i could have someone follow me around with the camera all the time and document my real life the problem is that most of it would get censored so right. i can't even i can't even show all the stuff i want to show yeah. uh, i do i like the attention i like being totally honest about all, my life and all this stuff it's just that i don't when there's people like in this context, when there's no leverage, when there's no like benefit to the public, like I'll, I'll trade my privacy for benefit to the public. If it helps educate people or bring them some inspiration or, or, or entertainment or something, but to give up my privacy for no benefit to have people following me around, like that's just a lot of risk for no benefit. It just doesn't gotcha. make sense to leave, to stay in that situation. What happened to the Pattaya house? Did you have to like, give it back to the the renter or what how what happened no, to it's, that it's it's still sitting there and it's still yeah it's i could i could technically go back at any time it's still mine yeah did you buy it or are you renting it renting it renting it gotcha gotcha but the thing is you have to give such a huge deposit for rentals i don't want to like lose it and give up that deposit plus this house is worth like 20% more than i rented it for i got a crazy steal on it yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's a brand new five bedroom, six yeah, it's bathroom a beautiful house. house. It's a beautiful house. It's beautiful. The layout of this house is like how I would design it myself. Yeah. It's it's so optimal. It has a perfect YouTube studio that I built in it. Um everything about it's so perfect for my life. And the location is right in the middle of Pattaya. I can walk any direction to anything. Like it's hard to find something right in the middle of your favorite city. That's like a brand new, flawless, perfect house. Yeah. So like giving that house up is hard. At the same time, I went back to the house a couple times and both times then I have the stocking situation. So it's like I, yeah. uh, I, it's like, I, I just, uh, maybe I can go back to it, but maybe not. I don't know. You're going to have to give it some time. Yeah. You know, and I I hope you get to go back to it. Honestly, I really do. But you're going to have to give it more time than you want. Mm -hmm. And I've always heard like, go, go to Pattaya, but don't stay there long. Like I've always heard. Yeah, that. it's great. I don't want to scare people. Like if someone wants to go to vacation to Pattaya, awesome place to go to vacation. Yeah. But living there is a different story. And I yeah. was warned about living there also. Uh, right long term because you if you do it depends i mean if you don't have if you don't have anything to risk 
but if you have money uh, or they or you're perceived to have money, then it takes time to become targeted, but being targeted does become a risk. So the advice that I got before I moved there from a guy who was, um, there was a guy who was uh, spent two years in Thai prison and he was set up and I met him in the Philippines a long time ago. And he's one of the people that gave me advice that's about living in Pattaya. He said, he said, yeah, go live in Pattaya, but do not spend more than, I can't remember what he said, like six months a year there. Like if okay. you spend less than half of your time there, it's okay. But if you spend full time there, you will get targeted eventually. It's only a matter of time right. and, and something bad will happen. So and I like, actually, it's one of the reasons why I would go to Bangkok sometimes because I, I, I was aware of this problem. Right. And I, I would, I started living in Bangkok and I was going to Pattaya one week per month. And then when COVID happened, I switched it and I stayed in Pattaya. And then when Bangkok opened up, then I would go to stay in Bangkok, but then live in Pattaya. I would go back and forth. Um, but then, you know, as time went on, I, I, I moved my daughters to Pattaya and I was, kind of, I was building a life in Pattaya. So I was spending more and more time in, in Pattaya. And I kind of forgot, I kind of forgot about that promise I made to myself right. of not spending too much time in Pattaya. Gotcha. What are you in Manila right now or what part? Yeah, Manila. Manila. Yeah. Yeah, we we have a house in Antepolo, so that's like up in the it's like an hour and a half in the mountains. It's a nice house too. It's like all concrete, you know, big concrete uh wall that goes all the way around it and two stories. It's nice. I I, I want to go. I've been there twice. I went there and 2015 and i went there right before covid so january 2020 yeah it's a good feeling if you have like a backup place like that you could you could yeah. go to that if anything went bad in america you know you got another country that's really inexpensive to live in you can yeah well you are you're on a military uh pension type thing so man you what the heck are you doing in america you could live in another country where your money goes five times as far I, I really should because I'm I am a hundred percent uh military disabled and like yeah it I've talked about it. I thought I talked about going over there for like, you know, three to six months out of the year. Cause I there's no reason not to and I've I keep bringing it up, but I don't know. My I got my dogs here and it's just kinda kinda hard, you know? Mm. Could bring them with me, I guess. Yeah, well, the main thing is like when 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 decisions come up in the future, whether you want to lock yourself in more or you want to have more freedom, then you can make the decision there at that at that time. But you, you probably locked yourself in with the house and the and the dogs and stuff now. But you know, as other as other things come up, you you know you just might want to open the possibilities and not obligate yourself to too much geographically there. Yeah, yeah, I got a be I got beagles. <laughs> hmm. they're pretty cool. they're smart dogs right yeah they're like like hunting dogs mm -hmm. so but um my next question is um did leo show any like animosity towards connor at all like when he showed up or did leo say anything about connor before he arrived to thailand 
yeah. So Leo said that we should bring other influencers to hang out with us and collaborate with us. Gotcha. And um, it's only a matter of time until, you know, more people join us. Right. So I was super excited to give him the news about Connor coming. And <laughs> I told him long before Connor actually came that Connor's considering coming. <clears throat> and he's and his response was, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. This is the break you need. Right. This is fantastic. Um, because huh. I wanted because he wanted me to do more like his style videos. But I like doing like the lifestyle, crazy stuff, funny right. stuff. Right. Also. And Leo didn't want to do that because he didn't want to like lose academic credibility by showing, you know, him out of the academic type setting and stuff. Now I, I was working on him to show more of his real personality and and more of his character and and uh more of his outside of the academic persona that he created. Uh, but he wasn't ready to, you know, do like full on vlogs with me. I could get like little interviews with him and stuff, but he was really picky about what, what gets published, like how he looks, he wants to review it, make sure he looks like, you know, <laughs> how he comes across all that very filtered. So it was very hard to do vlog content with him. And he know, I wanted to do that. And so he was very excited for me that, oh, wow, you could do vlog content with Connor. Later, he said, oh, Tony, I got to talk to you about this Connor thing. He's like, I think this Connor thing could be the greatest thing. I think you could get into the lifestyle vlog stuff that you and Connor could do. So you and me could do the academic stuff and you could do the vlog stuff with, with Connor. Mm -hmm. But I, I saw Connor's videos and he's crazy. <laughs> and the risk is that if he does something like really crazy, it could reflect badly on both of us, especially since we're in Thailand. If he does something crazy that gets him in trouble and then it spills over it with to us. So he also said like, he doesn't want to get close to crazy people because then it could be a, like, like he's very careful who he lets into his inner circle uh, because he thinks that, you know, if something crazy happens, it could be a liability for, to, for him. Gotcha. So he, he was worried that he, he said, he said, okay, when Connor comes, you meet with him by yourself and you tell me if you think he's crazy or if you think like he's stable. Yeah. And, uh, then I'll, then if he's not crazy, then we can start podcasting together us three. Mm -hmm. So, so Leo actually wanted to start a podcast with me, Connor and him. And we were planning on doing that. And after I vouched that he wasn't crazy, we planned to do a podcast and that would have happened that week. We would have ended up doing it the week, you know, but he passed away, but we would have done a podcast together that week. And the podcast is one of the ways I finally convinced uh, Leo to start showing more of his real like the rest of his character and we did actually record one podcast where he came out of his shell a little bit and started talking red pill stuff because 
Leo had the potential to be even bigger of a red pill guy than Andrew Tate if it wasn't for censorship. Like what 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 podcast was that? Do you remember? It was it was just Leo and I making a recording together called okay. called podcast. Was yeah. it ever published? No, because the audio Oh, that was the last one, right? Yeah. Damn. Audio didn't record on the podcast. But but that if if someone could somehow read lip read it, yeah. Or if there's some technology that maybe someday there's some technology that can read the lips and, and put the voice to it, then then maybe we can revive that. And then I think maybe people would understand like how amazing Leo can be in the red pill stuff. I mean, the, the podcast just scratched the surface, but I think it's the first time anyone would have ever heard like Leo starting to go down this red pill path yeah. that I think he could have been like the number one influencer in. Gotcha. 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 So, um, so with Con so with Connor, the, the bottom line is he did want to collaborate with Connor. He did want me to vouch for Connor, not being crazy. Um, the problem was, I didn't, it was me who was keeping Connor and Leo separate because I was nervous that, so Leo, Leo, like he went off on a couple of my friends and then my friends never, you know, then they don't want to work with him. They don't want to see him anymore. Then they don't want to hang around <laughs> me because, because then, you know, I'm going to, you know, is it like, a, Leo is it like I'm smarter than you type? Yeah, thing? exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm smarter than you, and I'm going to show you. That's how my brother is. My brother is like that. That's funny. Yeah. So I didn't want him to do that to Connor because I didn't want to scare Connor away. Connor came for a short vacation with the with the open to the idea that if he really loved Thailand, he could possibly move to Thailand. So my mission was to convince Connor to stay in Thailand, and the biggest risk to that was if leo got aggressive with connor so i was very very careful to insulate connor from from leo so even like they're in the same room and i not i'm like trying to not have them talk to each other because i know as soon as connor starts talking to him directly like they can listen to each other talk but not talk directly but like as soon as Leo, as soon as Connor talks directly to Leo and then Leo says something back and it escalates, it's going to turn into a fight. Yeah. Connor's, he seems pretty intelligent though, to be honest with you. Well, looking back, I didn't realize how calm Connor is. Like Con yeah. Connor, Connor is extremely good under pressure. And I can't even imagine someone saying something that could actually upset Connor. If I would have known that I, I actually, what, what Leo probably needed was Connor. Like Connor could have taught Leo how to calm the rage because Connor's like a, almost like the spiritual type guy who who works daily on how to how to control his own body and mind, and Leo needed that skill. So, and I think Connor's a good teacher of it yeah. and very passionate about it. I think Connor could have taught Leo the skills to be able to control his anger. And and then if that was true, then Leo would have lived potentially a long, happy, healthy life. You know, if he could have just gotten a couple of his personal issues under control that Connor might have helped him with. So now I regret at the time I couldn't have known, but now I really regret not 
pushing Connor and Leo together. And, and, and they, and it would have been a fight to start. Leo would have fought with them, but Connor would have been so calm. And I, and I think that Leo would have been impressed at how Connor handled Leo. Yeah. And I think, and I think Connor would have earned his respect. like very few people could have, and I, I think it could have helped Leo a lot. So it's highly unfortunate that we never got that opportunity. And it's highly unfortunate we didn't podcast because our three different viewpoints and perspectives would have been epic synergy. Yeah. And, and maybe doing some footage like that with Connor, um, where he's controlling his body when he's controlling his mind, that would, that'd be, I think that'd be pretty entertaining too for, you know, for people that have, issues with anxiety you know stuff like that because that could be very useful yeah yeah so something to think about yeah yeah i'm sure it'll come out more in some more interesting thing the thing is like it's it's boring content unless it has some really exciting context yeah yeah it is it's something yeah i don't know maybe could be a short or somewhere where you throw it in is that that breathing thing he does that's one thing. Yeah. Yep. He does that every day. And that seems to like release all his stress and it's, it's the Wim Hof method. And he, yeah, he breathes like, like uh, this. Yeah. Intense breathing over and over. And then he holds his breath and yes. he almost passes out every time yes. he does it. But then he comes back like totally centered and in control. And like, it's like he meditated for an hour, but it only took him one minute, you know? Oh, wow. Gotcha. Yeah. Is so is Connor like, is he the type of guy that like, like in the military, we had these guys that would push the envelope on how gay a situation could get. Mm-hmm. Or is he literally bisexual? I think it's more that he wants to do. It's like a challenge. Opposite. He wants to do the opposite of whatever the mainstream does to give people's perspective on just the fact that something is mainstream doesn't mean that it's right. Okay. So whatever position the mainstream takes, he'll just show the hypocrisy of it. So that's part of it. And then the other part of it is like, it's it's like a joke that take. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like (laughs) a joke that goes too far. It's like, it's true. Like if, if you know, if you see the sex life of gay guys, they have the sex life that all, that 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 men want like oh like yeah absolutely. i i want to have multiple women and i want to have you know con- casual frequent encounters with many different women gay guys have this yes. they're meeting up on grinder banging each other in the walmart bathroom yep and they're having orgies all the time and they have sex on tap whenever they want it and and so Go to your connor the way that connor shifts the perspective is he's like wouldn't it be optimal if we could become gay? Like we're not gay. He's not gay. Yeah. But like, what if he could become gay? And then he has unlimited sex with unlimited partners and he can still bang women. He can still have children, but right. like he would have the option to have unlimited sex with unlimited partners and enjoy it just as much as being with women. Mm. But he hasn't been able to do that. He's not gay, but gotcha. just like a lot of guys that come to Thailand, um, lady boys are, a totally different thing like it's not a gay thing it's not a it's just uh it's a unicorn thing but but i've got a problem here because now her yeah. plus connor's plus connor's connor's main girlfriend uh absolutely prohibit us 
from banging ladyboys. I, I, I don't can't believe that's why. true. I, I can't see her doing that. Come, come here, sweetie. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Please, but I, I don't understand. Come here, look at tell, here. Why what? can't? Why are Connor and I not allowed to bang lady boys? Why? Just yeah, give us your honest answer. Well, I never asked. I never asked her this. Yeah. I want to know. Come here, talk here. Why? Why can Connor? Why aren't Connor and I allowed to bang lady boys? Have, boom, boom, lady boy. Why not? Honest answer. Quan, she yeah. Connor's girlfriend doesn't like. Yeah. Okay. But why don't you how like? About, how about you? I don't like too. Oh, but why? It's why? different. Different? Yeah. Okay. Lady boy is the still man have mm, yeah. You understand? I do, I do. I yeah. I understand you. <laughs> yeah, I can you're saying because they still have a penis, but what if yeah. they had surgery and they don't have a penis? Yeah, what if it's post op? I don't like it. You okay. don't like what? You don't like the idea. See, she's getting really worried about it. She's very affected by it. I don't I'm really serious about Lady Boy, you know. Do you have friends? Do you have friend that's Lady Boy? Just thinking about it, it's almost gonna make her cry. You see that? It's just yeah, I see it. Extreme. That's okay. Hey, do you have friend that's Lady Boy? I have a Lady Boy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, you must have had an ex-boyfriend banged or cheated on you with a lady boy, right? This is yeah. Uh, my ex-boyfriend oh. lady boy. Okay. I see lady boy. If you so you have competition with lady boy. Wow. I can defend, but I cannot have same man with lady boy. You know. She you lost her ex-boyfriend to a lady boy, and she's worried about losing me to a lady boy. That's what it is. See, but 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 that's a good that's. That's a logical thing to worry about because lady boys are more beautiful than women. They're more seductive. They have better sexual skills. They're cooler. They're smarter. They're more <laughs> helpful. They're more resourceful. I mean, like I had a lady boy come over my condo and she was like, she was doing, she was like working on my condo. She's like helping with the construction and stuff. I'm like, this is awesome. She's paying the all house. the benefits of a, a guy friend and a chick. She, she fixed but, the plumbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's they're much more useful. Like because so girls weak, gir girls just rely on being a girl, like, oh, I have a pussy. I shouldn't have to do anything. Yeah. You know, can you open this that. for me? I can't yeah. reach this. And ladyboy's like, Meanwhile, I, shit, I got this. Ladyboy will open it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking dying, bro. But not oh, all, but not all my girlfriends don't like me, you know, me with ladyboys. There's one like werewolf. She loved me with lady boys. Every time we went out, she would try to get me with a lady boy. Well, she's older, huh? Yeah. Yeah. 40. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. I mean, she's got lady boy put a bad taste in her mouth. Literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she had a traumatic experience. That's why. Yeah. Because yeah, her competition is a lady boy. Because I mean, you think about it. Like, if 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 me and you, like, if you dated a girl that was bisexual, your competition is not only men but it's women, and it's the same thing for her. Mm. See, I've never liked yeah. I've never liked women that were bisexual just because I didn't want to deal with the competition of dealing with both. That was Leo too. Leo, yeah. Leo thought it was like the worst thing ever for girls to do stuff with other girls. He thought like I don't think it's the really worst thing it. ever. I just I'm not that into it. 
No, he would li- he would as part of his Tinder sequence of of questions he would ask girls, he would say, Have you ever had sexual relations with another girl? And, and if they like, said yes, yes he'd, he'd nope. basically be like, What's wrong with you? Yeah. He'd like make them feel bad about it. He's like, Why did you do that? You know, like, wow, he really was against. But he, he, but he, but he respected my desires. Like, I want girls to be with other girls. So he respected. Well, yeah, that. because you want multiple women in yeah. your life. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And then if you're like, if you just want one, if you're like a one woman type of guy, which is hard to find nowadays, then yeah, you wouldn't want that. And and that's mm. what I was at one point, you know? Mm. Yeah. So, okay. These are, these are funny topics, man. I'm getting to these later. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you had me dying though. I was just dying. Um, <laughs> Okay, so let's move on. So this one's going to get kind of deep. And this is what everyone, ever since this whole situation happened, I have got this email, and you could probably figure it out pretty quickly. I have got this email, this message on my Instagram, on my Twitter, about one guy from your past. And about his hotel or condo catching on fire and him having to jump. Mm -hmm. And his name's J.D. Brooks, right? Right. What is that about and why is everyone sending that to me? Is it because it's like they think it's linked? Why would it be relevant to this? I guess they would would say like... um... I have a lot of people in my past that have died okay, and it's nothing to do with, with me or whatever, other than maybe the type of friends that I have are kind of crazy, you know? Yeah, because that's true. I, I like crazy people. They're different. <laughs> Let's call them different. Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess I attract crazy people and because of my content and stuff and probably because normal people maybe don't want to hang out with me because uh, I'm too crazy. So I <laughs> hang out with crazy people. Um, yeah. I'd hang out but, with you as long as you sign a document saying I'm not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want a yeah. life. If I'm going to hang out with you, bro, I'm going to put my life insurance to a million. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. That that's an interesting out. Uh, an interesting... Not because I'm scared of you. It's just because of the, the track record. Just Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So, so Josh, there's a there's a I did a video on it and there's a video online of him jumping out of his condo while it was on fire. Um, so this is a very very interesting very interesting story. A whole movie could be done about about him. Bravo but, should do it. Well, I mean Bravo Bravo's doing YouTube because documentaries take so much time. But he's he's a great documentary guy, and I wish. I wish he and and all the other documentary people in our like Chris Bell in our area would do more documentaries, but just the way that content works, it's more like volume instead of quality. You know, Chris Bell so, reached out to yeah. me a couple of times. Mm. I've I've always been a big fan of him and his yeah. documentaries. Yeah. Yep. So so jo- so what what about Josh? Um, yeah. Like Josh was Josh was my best friend for a while. He traveled the world with me. Um, Josh, Josh was, uh, Josh was in Costa Rica because he he had post-traumatic stress disorder from fighting in Iraq as a soldier. 
and he was isolating himself and like for a couple years just completely isolated himself he was watching my videos and he was a fan and he liked doing graphic design and he was always making like cool graphics and memes and logos and stuff and sending them to me just to just to you know pr- just to help the movement just to be yeah. just to be a you know to reciprocate for 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 benefit got and then so i i won the the los angeles bodybuilding competition overall and i was with coach trevor and my girlfriend sky and we said okay we're going to celebrate what should we do to celebrate let's take a trip through south america and I thought, okay, well, I want to go. At the time, I I had fans in every country inviting to host me, and so I thought, okay, well, who's in like a country I really want to visit? Uh, and I remember this fan was uh, Josh was always inviting me, so I went. We and and I wanted to go to Costa Rica um, because I had gone for my thirtieth birthday before, and I raged there and. Uh, I think it was 30th birthday. So I was like, I always wanted to go back to Costa Rica. Plus Josh was inviting me. So I went there and uh, yeah, I met with Josh, worked out with him, hung out with him and everything. And um, uh, Josh, after, after hanging out with him, um, he opened up and he said, man, like I've been so depressed for so long. Uh, I had the post-traumatic stress disorder from the military and I've just been in isolation for two years. And this is the first time I've felt happy uh, hanging out with you and Trevor. And like, I want to do whatever it takes to be part of the team and hang out with you guys. And uh, he had a military pension also. Yeah. So uh, I said, okay, well he could, he could make a good, you know, he could help with, stuff we're doing just another person to help and to him it was like a dream come true it was like i was able to make like my biggest fans dream come true to take it to the next level with coach trevor and i yeah so i i made him a deal that um he could travel with me as a friend and i'll pay all of his expenses over and above you know what he's got to pay for and all that so so yeah, I, I took on his, I, I paid all his expenses and um, he traveled around the world with, with coach Trevor and I, and yeah, later uh, a lot of things happen. It's a long story, but he got, he got very, he had some really big aspirations or he had, he had a really big vision he wanted to create. So he he felt disrespected by um the fact that i didn't defend him to uh, against someone else but it wasn't my fight and i'm like i don't want conflict like this is a fight that he needed to fight himself it had, uh yeah it, it's, it's so so complicated and can go in for so long but uh he he resented me for not um having his back oh that's not it's not even the main that's not even the main thing though actually okay the main thing is he when he was traveling with me he wanted he he just wanted more 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 like mm-hmm. like he went from being isolated in the middle of nowhere in costa rica to and and like giving up on life to like now he saw a vision of what his life could be something very very big 
And I didn't want that for him. And I didn't think he was capable of it. I think he, I think he had um, ambitions much greater than his potential. And I, I didn't want to put it that way. Instead, I try to say like, you've got a good life. Be happy with what you have. Like, don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the streams that you're used to, like the song says, right? Yeah. Because I knew he would fail if he if he tried to go big like he wanted to go big. Gotcha. So as a friend, I was trying to protect his ego, but also protect him from like catastrophic failure and going the direction that he wanted to. But he didn't believe me. He thought that he had this, he thought he should be this very big person that he created a vision for himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had two sides to him. He had one side, which was very, very good. And he wanted to do good. And he cared about children. And he was like the most amazing dad. He'd play with my daughter, baby Callie. And like, he was like an uncle to her. And she loved him so much. And he was like teaching her things that I didn't even know how to teach her. Like he was an amazing father as one of his, as one of his big as skills. But he also had this dark side coming from an abusive background, he also had this thing where like he felt like he wanted power so that he could use that power to abuse someone else. Okay. Like a that's his dark, that was his like dark secret. Gotcha. So that was very dangerous. And that is why he should never have power or try to become big and have power. And I, and I saw that in him. And I knew also, this is another reason why this guy should not go big. He should stay small. He should stay as humble. If he tries to get big and the ambition grows, then so is the dark side of him going to grow as well, which is very dangerous Okay. Um, because coming from the military, like on the one hand, the good side of him, uh, the good side of him was remorseful for killing people in military. The bad side of him was proud about, proud of it, bragged about it, and wanted to kill more people. Mm, and that's right. how extreme it was. And and uh, he had, and it was split personality disorder, roughly. Because I mean, but it wasn't bipolar. See, like no, Leo yeah. was Leo's like bipolar. Josh was more like. He's always the same person, but like the good is, is burying the bad underneath it. And if, as long as it's controlled, he's always okay. But as the power grows, so does the bad. And then, then he can do some serious damage in the world. So when this happened in Costa Rica, you said it's ha- it happened in Costa Rica. Yeah. Okay. So when this, well, happened- no, he died in Colombia. Colombia, yes. Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't, you weren't there. No, I wasn't there. I was in, I don't know. They said his apartment caught on fire? Yeah, yeah. Can you touch on that at all? Or if you don't want to, Uh, you don't have to, brother. Like, I'm I'm not trying to push you. I I mean, just the, 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 the quick overview is that he was doing... He was doing... Oh, man, there's a lot of parallels over here. But he's doing drugs because he thinks that the drugs give him superhuman abilities... The truth is the drugs were making him like paranoid and crazy and aggressive. And then that and, bad was coming out because yeah. he was doing the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he created this, he created a dangerous life for himself by trying to be bigger than, than he should by the dark side, 
um, therefore growing and letting it out and then also not controlling it and, and like really, uh, really like fueling the dark side with the drugs. Wow. Did they ever say how his apartment caught on fire? I mean, I, from everything I can gather, I, I think probably his, his friend who was living with him, uh, set it on fire. I think there was a dispute between them. Yeah. All right. Now I was just wondering, like, because everyone was like, when this happened, they're like, oh, well, JD, JD Brooks died and he was in, he was with Enhanced and, I don't know. It's just like one of those questions. If I don't well, ask, we had parted. We had parted ways long before that. Yeah. Um, how how far before that? A year. Yeah, years. Years. Okay. Yeah, because I know if I don't ask that question, that people are going to be like, "Why didn't you ask the JD Brooks question?" Yeah. <laughs> and then the Coach Trevor issue. He's been MIA because of health issues, right? And also because he doesn't want any attention. I mean, I, I found coach Trevor on the other ground and, uh, coach Trevor had, uh, had just gotten out of a wheelchair because he fell down the stairs and got a concussion and had brain damage and he couldn't walk for a while. So he was in a wheelchair and then I met him when he's out of the wheelchair, still like limping. And, um, he's a bodybuilding coach, underground bodybuilding coach and, and chemist. And, uh, talking about, uh, I was talking about DNP at the time and right. he was the most knowledgeable person I'd ever heard on DNP. So I was fascinated with that. And I wanted to talk to him more about it. And I interviewed him for the YouTube channel and people loved it. So I wanted to interview him more and, and we became friends and, um, Trevor also, had a lot of personal issues and was uh suicidal and uh he didn't really like he's suicidal when he doesn't have a reason for living so this what i was doing gave him a reason for living and he uh yeah he was he was he traveled with me around the world and was my underground chemist guy and uh, did a lot of experience and everything to, together, but at all times he didn't want to really be on camera. He wanted to hang out with me. He wanted to experiment with me. He fed off of my like positive attitude and optimism um, because he was like very cynical and depressed and uh, just didn't really want to live anymore. But my positivity is what he fed off of, not like being a star. He didn't want to be on. If he could have just been my friend and not been on camera, that he would have preferred that. Gotcha. So he's always trying to avoid the camera. And uh, if I'm not with him in person, like if I try to Zoom call him on the camera, I mean, he has no interest in it, right? Because he's not getting the value of being able to hang out in person. And yet he has the drawback of, you know, not having his privacy and, uh, you know, being in the public eye, which he doesn't want. So by default, he's always underground is what I'm trying to say. It was like the only way I could get him on camera is to, so you're you know, like the only him. one that got him on camera then. Right. 
And then now that he's not on camera, everyone's like, where's coach Trevor at? I don't understand why. Is if he I'm not-, not with him, no one's ever going to, no one could ever get him on camera besides me Yeah, because he, he would only do it. He, yeah. He would only do it for me. Honestly, he wouldn't do right. it for anybody else because he, unless I don't know if you gave him a huge amount of money, maybe. <laughs> right. Okay. And then the last question, I don't want to hold you up too long, man. I mean, we could do this all day long, but I think, I think doing the Q and a after this video, because I know people like, like we said before, we're not going to make everyone happy. We're not, it's impossible, but if they have questions, they can comment below. And if they're worthy of asking, we'll review them and do this again for another 30 minutes or something. Um, how about just, how about just pick any, pick any of the most harsh comments you can find really quick. Just right. anything. Cause there's um, pretty much everything I've ever read that's negative about what I've said is either just complete um, misinformation about the facts or a misunderstanding between. But now you're inviting the harshest comments. <laughs> you're inviting the yeah, trolls yeah. To, to be like, oh, what is the harshest comment I can put? You know what I mean? Well, we should, but we also don't want to, you don't want to encourage negativity, right? No, absolutely not. Because then if it comes from that angle, then no, then no answer satisfies anybody because they'll find something negative, even though it's fake. So you want, you want to invite like intelligent, yes, thoughtful questions. Absolutely. That's how you get to the truth. As soon as, as soon as someone gets like, negative and uh, angry and attacking it's not it's not solving nobody's learning anything it's just it's just negative ranting yep yeah i give no no attention to the trolls um so the last thing is when leo got there you mentioned he had alcohol addiction once again did he have like the shakes from alcohol addiction yeah yeah so you helped him you helped him get off alcohol once again right i helped him psychologically yes but but chemically he he was taking his supplement stack to get through the addiction the problem is he in the past he would take the supplement stack and get through the addiction and then he would get depressed lonely uh, upset and then he would turn to alcohol as his escape and then he would be addicted again. So my mission was to break the cycle so that he didn't feel lonely. So he did feel inspired. So he did have something to work towards a goal bigger than like his temporary, you know, uh, need for something like that. So, and, and then also I don't drink alcohol. So I think that uh, and neither do my friends. So doesn't that kind I of think- feel like a drug to you when you like, for me, when I, when I don't drink alcohol either. Like I, I stopped. And when I see other people at parties and they're drinking to the point where they're just, they, they get so intoxicated, they can barely talk. And then the next day you see them sick all day long. It's almost like a drug to me knowing that I'm not going to be them the next day. Mm. I literally feel that way. I'm like, wow, I'm not going to be that idiot tomorrow. And like, I see it, you mm. see it coming, you see it all playing out. And then I'm taking care of them. People like I'm getting them Gatorades and, you know, I feel bad for him, but I'm like, 
I'm so glad I don't feel that way. Yeah, it's weird to me. Like, yeah. uh, alcohol to me is, seems like just the worst drug, but I think everybody responds to it differently. I think some people can drink alcohol and feel normal the next day, and some people it wrecks, and mm -hmm. some people have allergic reactions, and some people metabolize it well. Asian flush. Uh, but what doesn't make sense to me is how it's like so socially accepted and how it's so widely available. I mean, there's so many drugs out there that have so much more benefits and less side effects that are illegal. And yet alcohol is legal, like alcohol and, and cigarettes being you. legal. Can I mean, it's just like you. caffeine being legal is bizarre to me because caffeine, although a lot of people respond well to it and all that, like caffeine is, is, is not the optimal stimulant. There's so many stimulants that are so much more effective at what caffeine's supposed to do with so many less side effects. But, but yeah, that's, that's one of the frustrations I have with the mainstream is like it, it creates a culture of, oh, this is good and this is bad. And then if you disagree with that, then you're bad, but yeah. the mainstream isn't right. It's just, it's just one approach and it's not even a good approach. What would you do other than caffeine? That's better. What would you recommend that's better than caffeine? Oh, like synephrine, for example, synephrine doesn't. Yes, yeah, enephrine's an awesome stimulant. Way better fat burning, feel energy from it. Um, so much less side effects, no crash, doesn't interfere with sleep as much. Okay, I'll look yeah. that up. Any side effects to that? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, any any stimulant can, you know, if someone has a heart condition, can yeah, can uh, affect their heart or something. But even that it affects the heart a lot less than caffeine. Okay. There's actually, there's actually so many different stimuli. I can't just can't think of them all, but like, there's so many different alternatives, like even to Viagra, there's like 30 different drugs that do what Viagra does. And a right. lot of them have less side effects than Viagra, but we use Viagra just because everybody knows about it. Mm -hmm. It's popular. It's readily available. doesn't mean it's the best. The, the issue with Viagra is everyone, everyone's dumb response to Viagra is like, why would I do that? I'm going to, I'm going to have a boner in the gym. And it's like, Bro, it doesn't work that way. These drugs don't just chemically attach to one singular body part. Like we don't have the chemistry for an antibiotic to just attack one singular body part. Like we don't have that. So people think, oh, if I take Viagra in the gym, I'm going to walk around with a boner for four hours. It's like, no, you're an idiot. Okay, so this... <laughs> This is what Connor's passion is. Connor likes to take a misconception like that and yeah. just like really expose it. So Connor, we got a new video for you. You're going to take a bunch of Viagra and you're going to go to the gym and talk about whether you have a boner or not. But then we're going to do something to actually give you a boner. Like a lady boy. It's going to give me a boner. Oh, and we're going to just reinforce the myth, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, but to see, like, we got it. You can't do 100 milligrams because you're just going to get all hot and you're going to yeah. feel like shit. Like, I think like 25 milligrams would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could do a couple part series of vlog of different dosages and how it affects him in the gym and whether he gets a boner during the gym. You, and then... You're going to get an awesome pump. Your blood flow is going to your blood. Your capillaries are going to open up. You're going to blood's going to be flowing like crazy. You're, I think I, I used to personally take Cialis before the gym for just the pump alone, a little bit of IGF one, some Cialis. And I would have the best workout right when I'm walking out the gym, I would hit my insulin, 
Humalog, get home, take my HGH, and I just start eating. You know? Nice. I took IGF one today, but then the gyms are all closed because it's Good Friday, and right, I didn't realize everything. Clo- the whole town is closed down. Philippines, today. bro. Yes, I forgot to tell you that Good Friday is huge there. They go yeah. to like, they go to seven seven different Catholic churches. They pray the rosary at each one. My mother in law, she hit me up. She's like, "Do you want to go to the seven different churches with me today?" And I'm like, "I'll go to one. I'll go to one." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just yeah. don't have the time. I just don't have the time. I think I... you can do church online right now. You could probably bring up six different windows on. But your that screen doesn't count. That doesn't count, churches. bro. The <laughs> Filipinos tell me that does not count. Uh, I've already tried that. Streaming church. During COVID, it worked. Oh yeah. I got away with it during COVID, but after that, didn't didn't fly with them. They're like, you can't give one day a week to the Lord. And I'm like, okay, you're right. <laughs> Gosh, I, I, you know, I went to this Christian church in America not too long before I left, and it was really impressive, like the presentation. Yeah, yeah, you know, with had the music and like huge everything's screens. adapted to a younger, yeah, yeah, super high production, and the scripts, you know, everything is scripted, of course, right? Yeah. But the scripts were so good, it was like. The band's I amazing. How much time and energy they put into this and how good it was. Like they they were giving I was getting goosebumps listening to them and stuff. Like they knew exactly how to get my we reaction. have them here. They're called CCVs. Wow. And they're wow. like, we have like 10 of them here. And they're like, when you go to them, I mean, it's like a multi-million dollar, like just their building alone has to be like $10 million. Mm-hmm. And then like they have a the outside every day after church, you like, you have a picnic with your family, you play sports outside. They have these big grills and they make burgers and hamburgers for everybody. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I, I would. Yeah. I would. Uh, I, I think that that's a really good thing to do for a family. My, my problem, my problem is that I need to pick a church that um, is into Except, polygamy. Yes. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Like you, you yeah. go there to the CCVs with like four of your girl. <laughs> yeah, dude, that would be that would be a great video though. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good candid camera reaction video. Get just get wear the reaction. wear the glasses with the cameras. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. You, you could go to yeah. Mormon. You go to a Mormon church like that. <laughs> yeah, that might be the thing. Yeah. yeah, and they do have Mormon churches in other countries too. Oh wow! I just okay. yeah. I wonder, I wonder if there's some, maybe there's even like an online church because you can't go to a Catholic church in the Philippines with four girls. <laughs> right. Yeah. That might be offensive. Is that uh, what you are? Are you Catholic? Like my, did you grow up Catholic? My dad's side of the family didn't have a religion at all. It was just business lifestyle. And the mom's side was Catholic. Okay. Yeah. You know, Roman Catholic, like, right. Like Italian Catholic. Was your dad also big into Ronald Reagan? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. My dad was Ronald Reagan's assistant when Ronald Reagan was California governor. Oh yeah, that's what you that's what your uncle was saying. Yeah. He was real proud of that. Like he had and you know what? Honestly, I, I actually enjoyed those stories. I like those stories. I could listen to I could probably listen to him talk talk about their stories all day long, man. Seriously. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it was uh, my family was uh quite quite the involved Republican family. Um I mean, it it wasn't it wasn't just like a religious type thing. It was a uh, it was for business purpose. Right, of course. It was because my family's in real estate. Right. And so um you have to pick a political party. You have to pick one if you want yes. to go in real estate you can pick either one but you got to pick it and you got to go stick with it and you got to go far because you need to endorse the politicians that are then going to um make your real estate projects easier right and and even in today's age if you were going to pick a party for real estate you would probably pick the same party it would make sense you want to pick the winning party but the republican party is more pro-business yeah so your best scenario is the Republican Party's winning and you pick mm-hmm. the Republican Party, then you're going to do, be able to do the most amount of business. Yeah. But right now with the right now, the APR like the APRs are at seven percent right now. So to buy a house, is pretty insane to get a car. is pretty insane. But before the housing market. Pretty much doubled and tripled here in Arizona, we actually had the highest housing market increase out of any state. So if you were going to pick a party here in Arizona, which for some reason they, they went the opposite, but. Well, Arizona is a Republican state though, right? Yeah. But they went blue the last two terms, the last two terms. Oh, so we're no. now a swing. We're a swing state now. Wow. I didn't, I'm mean, I haven't been paying attention, but. but there's like, there's a lot of fraud that went, that took place, like a lot of fraud and. None of that ever matters. None of that ever matters. Even if you, they prove, they like literally proved it afterwards with cameras and Mm -hmm. like with, like they were printing out ballots that didn't, that were printed real with the ink was like really light. So when you put the ballot in, it's not even going to read your ballot and it's going to be inconclusive. Yeah. I saw a lot of the censored content about that. And it's like, Clearly, they're trying to bury it and hide it because otherwise they wouldn't have gone so hard on the censorship against it. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, uh, to put all the politics in perspective, what I think now being outside of it is the America is definitely going to fall to what you could call communism. It's only a matter of time. And if the Republicans are in more power, it'll happen slower. If the Democrats are in more power, it'll happen faster, but it's going to end up at the same place. Uh, so, you know, if people want more freedom for a longer period of time or a better economy for a longer period of time, Republicans way to do it. If they want to accelerate the inevitable, mm-hmm. then Democrats, but they yeah. end at the same, they end at the same ending. Yeah. And God, yeah. And then I'll be in the Philippines <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's why I want to get my joint citizenship because I can get that. And, uh, yeah. And then well, have, it's, a cho- have a choice. It's, it's sad because freedom is going to end everywhere. It, it's just a matter of time also, but at least it'll be a lot slower. Right. So like in America, if the Republicans are in power, the loss of freedom will happen slower. And then, worldwide like thailand will remain have much more freedom for a much longer period of time but eventually it's going to end as well as they implement more and more technology from china to suppress freedom right and then uh yeah basically china thanks to thanks to china 
the entire rest of the world is going to become like China eventually, which is there, there is no freedom. You know, there's everything you do is monitored and controlled and you're not allowed to have any independent thoughts. You have to accept everything that the media says as fact, even if it's completely ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then you, I think then humanity's kind of gone because then all you are is a robot that can do what you're told. There's no real, there's no real flexibility to be who you really are or really, thrive using your talents unless it fits within a box that you know the government or society gives you to put you in yeah yeah that's My, just, that's depressing but so so the point of that is we really have to appreciate what freedom we have right now you could say that we have the this is the best time in the uh in 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 human history to live because although there is so much less freedom if you follow the matrix or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If you know how to get out of the matrix and with the technology that's available right now, you have more freedom than ever in human history. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you hundred percent. Like I, I literally, you're going to what? Oh, good. Okay, good. Excellent. Well, oh, I, I don't want to hold you if you're going to go. Um, He's going to go pick up a girl on a motorbike. Okay. So what I was going to say was they're monitoring my internet now because I just got, I just got a, a an error saying that, Hey, you downloaded this and you're not allowed to download that. Mm-hmm. And it was copyrighted. And I'm like, yeah. are you freaking kidding me? Like I, yeah, I pay so all that- this money for like the fastest internet. And they're literally like, you downloaded this and you're not allowed to download that. And I'm like, cool, bro. Like I went, I, you know, I, I called them and I'm like, oh, so you're monitoring what I'm doing now on the internet. So that's great. Yeah. And that's small stuff. And who cares about like a small copyright violation? Well, that'll just grow. That'll just grow. However, that's just, you're just, you just got a peek. You just got a little quick glimpse at the walls of the matrix. Yeah. And and if you start pushing it more and you start getting at, trying to get out of the matrix more, you're going to start seeing more of the wall. And then you realize, oh, wow everything I do is being watched. Everything I do is being recorded and used against me. And uh, not to sound like a paranoid conspiracy theorist, but uh, the technology that's being used against our individual freedom is far more advanced than people realize. Mm -hmm. That's why, I mean, well, how do you feel about Elon Musk? Do you like that he bought Twitter and because he's trying to save freedom or do you, or because some people red pill people, they kind of like, they think Elon's bad. I think the most powerful, wealthy people in the world are going to remain anonymous because they know, similar to what happened with Bill Gates, Bill Gates was is a very powerful, <laughs> wealthy person. And he came out and he tried to be in the limelight and he got destroyed because so many people came forward and exposed and the censorship isn't strong enough now. Bill Gates may come back in another five years and try to become a big influencer. Um, but the censorship wasn't to the le- level that he could censor all of the facts against him and what he's trying to do in the world. Yeah, he's so, he's on the other side, though. Elon, yeah. No, 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 no. Right. Bill Gates, he's on the blue oh, he, side, right? He's on the side of more control. Right, and right, right, right. Humans aren't capable of making their own decisions human life expect human lifespan should be controlled human yes. food should be controlled human By should be like farming rats. land human should yeah. be rats in a cage yeah and humanity should should end and yeah 
yeah i think we could talk about this for hours you and me but yeah okay the bottom i'll just fast forward like elon musk overall is good but there's going to be some life or death situation where elon musk is going to have to choose you know control or freedom and he's not going to have the op i mean he's not going to be able to choose he's going to have to choose to go along with control he's not more powerful than the powerful people who remain anonymous who pull the strings from behind the scenes so he's got leeway and he can do a lot of good in the meantime but in the end um i think control wins Um, okay so enjoy freedom while we have it like nothing lasts forever we're gonna die anyways everybody listening enjoy it yeah enjoy (laughs) it yeah okay so i think this went great and uh We'll let the comment section load up and then we'll meet back here in a week or two and we'll finish this off and answer everyone's questions and then they can, you know, move on with their lives. All right. right. Sounds good. Thank you. I really appreciate you uh, getting on with me today. And uh, it was, I enjoyed it. You answered all my questions and it was a good time. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. All right, brother. I'll see you. All right, see ya.